18 minutes after 6, 618, and our uh, very special report from Crane's Detroit Business this morning with Mike Lee, Crane's Detroit Business Managing Editor, brought to you by Varnum Law, business law experts that are in your corner. Visit VarnumLaw.com, V-A-R-N-U-M, VarnumLaw.com. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I am fine with my super-secret advanced copy of Cranes Detroit Business, dated October 21st through the 27th. You can go to cranesdetroit.com. I noted that it is also time for Cranes Detroit Business's The Giving Guide that came along with my magazine. Yep, absolutely. It's a very thick, separately bound bound edition that uh, we look at at, a... charitable nonprofits around Detroit they can they can uh, they can list what they need and for to connect uh, givers with uh, with uh, worthy causes um, as part of that guide we also have a, a, a bunch of stories looking at various aspects of philanthropic giving um, one of those is a close look at the Ralph Wilson Foundation the uh, the gross pointer and uh, Buffalo Bills owner who died a few years back he endowed endowed a foundation with a billion dollars to devote to Detroit and Buffalo. Um, For a foundation, they usually uh, intend to exist forever, but this one doesn't. They want to give away all of that billion dollars. Um, And we kind of looked at how difficult that is. Uh, (laughs) One of the problems is if you start with a billion dollars and you want to give it away over 20 years, you wind up needing to give away um, $2 billion because you've made money on interest and investments and that sort of thing. Um, It's, you know, it's a good, they've endowed a bunch of stuff, parks and sporting programs uh, in in both Detroit and Buffalo. Um, You know, it's a really good thing for Metro Detroit. Uh, we'll We'll see where that money winds up. Sure. If they are having trouble figuring out where it should go, I have a few ideas, and I'm sure some of my uh, listeners I, I, do. Absolutely. As, as well. Hey, um, you've got a, a an interesting take on the property of the Joe Lewis Arena. I, certainly a lot of people interested in it, but there is a group that actually can do something about it. Tell us about it. Absolutely. The Joe Lewis Arena property has been in the hands of the, uh, the bond insurer Fidget, which got the rights to develop it out of Detroit's bankruptcy. Uh, the city ceded it over there. Not much has happened. The demolition is now well underway. It's actually kind of neat. The, the skeleton is all that re- is mostly all that remains. The uh, But there is a new developer who's negotiating to, uh, to take over the property. That developer is the Sterling Group, the real estate firm started by Gary Torgo, who's now the, uh, the chairman of TCF Bank. Uh, Sterling Group is run by Gary's children, um, and they are looking to to get the development rights to Joe Louis Arena. Precisely what they have in mind, we'll probably be finding out pretty soon. The city council is supposed to take this up this week, um, but uh, it, it's a it's a challenging property to redevelop. They uh, it, it's surrounded by infrastructure, uh, roads and parking garages, and uh, the the uh, center formerly known as Kobo, and uh, so so what what comes out of it uh, will be interesting to see. A previous development agreement called for residential, hotel, some other things, um, but it's it, it's a, it's a tricky property to to uh, to develop. It'll be interesting to watch, that's for sure. Also interesting to watch is what uh, 
what uh, is going to happen with these so-called surprise medical bills. You check into a hospital that's uh, within your insurance network, but then a few months later you get a bunch of bills from doctors you never heard of, doctors that apparently worked on you or on your project, program, illness, uh, whatever, that are not in the uh, in the uh, network, and all of a sudden they want more money than what you were expecting to be paying out with your insurance. Right, and this is something that, that, that most people who've been patients, which is most people have have experienced, if, if you've ever been in the hospital, uh, there's one figure in the story that says 13% of people who go in the hospital wind up with some surprise bills. I, I thought that actually seemed kind of low. But uh, but it's a it's a continuing problem that the doctors complain that the insurance companies don't pay them enough. The the hospitals want the doctors to contract with the insurers because they don't want patients to get these surprise bills. Uh, it's you know it's part of part of the part of the problem is how our how, how our healthcare system is 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 chopped up with all these competing all these competing interests. Uh, there's a movement on in Lansing. To, to try and fix this, uh, some of their there's some bills that have been introduced uh, that would essentially sort of set prices for what doctors could expect to be paid for for care given in the hospital when they're working as essentially independent contractors. It could be set at at, at a dollar value uh, tied to what Medicare pays. It could be set at just declaring that. All care given in a hospital that's in network is paid at the insurance companies in network rates. It's complicated, I grant, but uh, but hopefully there there is a solution here. Well, while they're working at that, uh, hopefully there's a solution too for these uh, insurance mills that uh, give you a seven day auto insurance policy just to skirt the law, and a lot of people being hurt by that, Mike. Yeah, the, uh, the the state cracked down on the seven day policies a while back. So the companies like like the LA Insurance that you see in in uh, storefronts around town, uh, they they switched to selling slightly longer insurance policies, thirteen days in some cases. And uh, part of what, you know where people will pay several hundred dollars for an insurance policy that doesn't last very long. The uh, the uh, the other thing that that happens that the customers complain about is they slide in extra charges for roadside assistance coverage in the neighborhood of two hundred and fifty dollars, and that the the term of that is not the same as the term of the insurance. Uh, it confuses people; they don't know if they're covered. Uh, we we talked to one person who was who she bought a she bought one of these policies as she bought a bought her car uh, was confused about when she had to make the payment. To, to maintain the insurance, got into a car wreck, was injured, and is not covered. Uh, it seems that that that's correct, but it was it was it was a case where where the the, the insurance agent wrote wrote one date on the form, and there was it was very confusing. We reviewed her paperwork, and I, I'm not quite sure how anyone could understand it. But uh, now the state's cracking down on that, cracking down on. Uh, on that and policies that divide coverage between two different insurance companies, um, which was another another way that these firms are following the letter of the law, but not necessarily helping consumers. Mike Lee, Cranes Detroit Business Managing Editor, the current issue of Cranes Detroit Business, October 21st through the 27th, also cranesdetroit.com. Thank you, sir, for kicking off our Monday morning on the right foot.
Thank you, Paul. All right. We appreciate it. And uh, all this brought to you by Varnum Law. Business law experts that are in your corner, visit VarnumLaw.com, V-A-R-N-U-M, VarnumLaw.com.